14.12 says, says this. It says, there it is. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That's why we're all commanded to preach. That's why I preach. People can be going to hell and not know it. It seems right to them. But they're on a high but they're on the high but they're on the highway to hell. What's it end in? Death. That is a picture of the world right now. There's so much going on, so much that that this ungodly, immoral, and the world's embracing it more than they've ever embraced anything else in the past. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. But the circumstances that caused all of this thing is what really messes me up. And it's called COVID. We quarantine for a full year nearly. When you do that, you start, your mind starts to wander and it starts to do things that's not right. Isolation will kill you. Isolation is what was punishment. People would be exiled. No, you can't stay with me. Y'all got to fix this. It's going to be crazy. I tell you what. There we go. Now, problem solved. That thing's worn out. It's a, it's a, it may be old enough to vote. I don't know. It's his old. <laughs> Where was I? Where was I? Oh. When you, when you isolate, when you are exiled from your people, it is a form of punishment. We had a, a, a sickness come in and a pandemic, as, or so to speak, And what did we do to stop it? We were commanded. We weren't suggested. We were commanded to stay away from everybody. The worst punishment you can give to somebody is isolation or or being exiled. What happens when you're by yourself for extended periods of time? Your mind starts to wonder. It starts to go in a totally different direction than what God wants you to do. The one thing that God doesn't want for you is isolation. You're here to reach other people. Not stay by yourself. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you, I know the struggles of COVID. I had it. It caused heart damage. Had to go in and get uh, something done. So it was called an ablation, a heart ablation. No fun. Don't ever want to do one of them again. But I understand that the struggle is real. I've got yesterday, my grandson came home. He didn't know he was not at home because he's been in the hospital since the day he was born. But now he's home. Serena nearly died because of COVID. I know it's a real thing. 
I understand that. But it affects everybody differently. And so they don't treat the... I'll get on a soapbox on this thing. They don't treat the patient. They treat you by protocol. So they don't understand the science. They don't know what's going on. They just say, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And if you die, you just die. We had more success doing this thing than anything else. So this is what we're going to do. So they throw the patient out the window and they treat you by protocol. And it's not right. It's not right. Correct? They had us wearing masks and social distancing. I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a problem for me. It's not an issue for me. I don't care. Everybody in this church could be masked up. I don't care. If it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's, there's people on one side saying one thing. There's two sides to everything. Everything. schools and businesses schools shut down right we all remember this I'm I'm just going back and and, and, and I'm trying to I'm trying to make a point schools shut down education over you take your classes online if you don't understand it you're going to fail because we're not going to teach you I mean, look at what this little this little little bitty virus did to America, to the world. There's still places I can't fly to. I can't get there. They won't let me in. The food pantry. Never shut down. Jessica was determined. Marbley, Katie, myself were determined. When there's a fire, somebody has to run at it instead of away from it, and we chose to be the people that ran at it. And so that's what happened. And we were doing two, three distributions a week for six or eight months. I mean, it was crazy. We had people coming in to volunteer and to help because, you know why? They were sick of isolation and they wanted to help somebody. There's good people out there. And people that were willing to risk their own health to feed somebody. You know what that's called? Christianity. That's exactly what it's called. We had so many things that went on during 2020 and 2021 and Man, 2022 ain't looking no better. Right? We got more cases of COVID now than we did back in 2020. But you know what? People are saying, you know what? I ain't staying home no more. I'm done. Some of them are. Some of them use it as an excuse to not do what they're supposed to do. I know I've used it. (laughs) Yep. 
This is an interesting t- statistic right here. This, this, my pastor told me this and, 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 and showed me the data on it. And this is an amazing statistic. I never thought of it before. Did you know that most, the majority, almost all churches do more in the first 10 years of existence than they do in the next 100 years combined? That's crazy, isn't it? You know why? They're happy. They're content. They get comfortable. They just, you know, so, you know, those first 10 years, you know, you've got the, you, you got, you're driving, you're building, you're growing, you're, you're doing everything you can to get things done for the kingdom of God. And it's a, you do a wonderful job. And then after about eight or 10 years, you know, everybody says, well, you know, hey, we've, all right, we sat now. We're set. They don't think that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. We will not be that church. Ever, ever, ever. As long as I'm your pastor, we're going to do more. If you want our word for 2022, it's do more. We can't stop now. We can't get comfortable now. The world needs us. People, I hear Christians all the time talking about the world being filthy and the world being this and the world being that. And that's in direct violation of what God said, for God so loved the world. You're supposed to love the world, but not be in it. You're supposed to love the world so much that you want to help people, that you want to... Make sure that they're on the right road. That they're they're not on that path to destruction. Way of death. But you know what? It seems right to them because the government tells them to stay home, to not do anything, to not go, to not... And they buy into it. There's a way that seems right to America... But its end is destruction. If we don't change things, y'all, if I'm, I know y'all understand. If you've spent any time with me personally whatsoever, you know where I'm coming from. I get very excited when I speak about it. Let me talk, talk to you about the COVID church. The COVID church. What's happened is, is and y'all know this, but I'm trying to get somewhere. Churches went to online or like we're, you know, filming Facebook Live iTunes, YouTube, whatever. And the pastors told their people, this is the way to have church. Now that people can go to church, they hadn't come back. And the pastors are saying, come back, come back. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, but 
A year ago, they were saying, well, you know what, just stay home. They deserve to not have people come back. Mm. COVID shut down churches in the United States of America. That's the reason we never shut the doors. I mean, just give me a minute. Just please give me a minute. For the entire time that we were going through in 2020 and parts of 2021, that all the churches were shut down, but we weren't. But it wasn't because we wanted to say that. It's just because that we wanted to be the church. When there was a tragedy going on, you don't run from church. You run to it. I can't understand people that, that, that run from the church at the first sign of trouble. Whoop, hey, I can go to work, but you know what? I'll just watch people have church and we'll call it church. I even had, I even, <laughs> you know, I'm not the nice, the, the, how do I say it? I'm not mean, I just can't tolerate certain things. Stupidity being the first on the list. Can't tolerate stupidity. John Wayne's best quote he ever had, life's hard. A lot harder when you're stupid, you know. I mean, I, I just, I get so aggravated. I have somebody come to me. That hadn't been here in two years, but been watching. Ask me, hey, can I go on a mission trip with you? I said, you don't even go to church. They're not, they, they probably won't be back. But you can't cross the globe from the couch. You can't even cross the street from the couch. I'm telling you because they're going to start coming back. If this thing keeps growing like it's growing, they're going to come back and they're going to tell you that you can't go to church again. And again, I'm still going to have church. I don't care what administration it is. I don't care what... Well, actually I do. But... I did that. Come on, man. <laughs> you seen those stickers that go off on the on the, um, in the gas pump? I did that. <laughs> I bought 200 of them. I'm sticking them everywhere. I'm handing them out to people. <laughs> oh. Anyway, when you quit having church... What people don't understand is that church, when you come to church here and you put your offering there, that don't stay here. That funds missionaries all over the world. A lot of them went broke. A lot of them, they're in such bad shape. Why? Because churches shut down. Okay? That's where we were. That's not where we are now, but that's where America was. 
churches shut down and pastor came out and said, yes, stay home, be safe. One of my favorite things that Rob ever taught me was, he said, if you, took, if you put the word safe in the Bible, you got four, maybe five pages. God doesn't call you to be safe. God calls you to be conquerors. That's what he calls you to do. He puts things in there so you can conquer it and he'll get the glory and you will continue on that rise. It's a task. It's a, everything in life, everything that we do, from the time that we are saved, okay, till the time that we go meet Jesus, all right, there's a task attached to every hour of your life. Every hour, there's a task, a task, a task, a task. Something to complete. Oh. What's funny was all the churches that said, we're not closing, and the government shut them down, all of them that filed suit won. Every single one of them. Do you know why? The reason is that we're not bound to people in government. We are bound to the Constitution. I know this is, I'm not trying to give a civics lesson. I'm just trying to get to where I can make my point. The Constitution clearly states that they cannot shut down church. It's the First Amendment. The very first one that they decided to put down was that you can't shut down church. Government has no power to shut down church. So if you were to sue the government for shutting you down, you win every single time. That's why everyone lost. I mean, the government always lost every lawsuit. I preached on civil disobedience so much that people just wanted to kill me. You know what? It may not be what you wanted to hear, but it's what God told me you needed to hear. You don't come to church for what you want to hear. You come to church for what you need to hear. And we've lost that. American churches have lost that. You don't hear hardcore preaching that, 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 that talks about sin. That, that You just don't see it. And it's gotten a lot, a lot more so in the last two years. You know why? Because pastors are looking at empty seats and empty pews. Why? Because they told them it was okay to have church at home. I understand home church. I do. We started in a garage. That's where we started. But there's got to be a point where, you know, I mean, if I don't see you in the seats, I'm not marrying you and I'm not burying you. It's just not going to happen. I, was talking about, I would talk about my favorite thing to talk about was during this civil disobedience thing was this. What if Moses' mother would have obeyed the ruler? Would, they, would there have been a deliverance?
it, you go on and on and on and on. The entire Bible is about civil disobedience, about stupid governments that try to run the church. Well, who killed Paul? The Romans. Why? Because he disobeyed them. Over and over and over in the Bible. There's a time, there's a time to call out the troops and say, hey, we need to stand together and we need to get this done because it's wrong. I'm not listening to the government. I'm listening to God. Period. End of story. And that's the person I'm trying to please, not anybody else. Now, I've got that in me so hard that I run people off. I mean, it's, it's not easy to go to church here. I understand that. You've got a pastor that's passionate about civil disobedience. The thing about it is the churches that shut down during COVID, they missed a really good fight. Problem is, Paul said, Paul said what? He said, I fought the good fight. We, in 2020, fought a good fight. And we won. We fought a good fight. But it was a fight. It wasn't stay home, sit on your couch, and just watch Survivor for a year. It was a fight. It was a struggle. It's not easy to get up on a Sunday morning when the whole world's in a pandemic and show up at church. It's not easy to get, you know, get a little snow. People, ah, you know what? The roads may be slick in the morning. Let's just sleep in. They don't, their priorities are different. But Christians, I'm talking about hardcore Christians. What do they do? They do what they're supposed to do. They get up. They go to church. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to build attendance here. I'm trying to get to get to a point where we can move forward. <laughs> then what happened? The woke movement. There's a way that seems right unto man. Because I'm a white man, I am a racist. That's not true. Any more than it is any black man is a racist. It's not that way. It's not that way. But that's the way the world sees. It says that that they they feel like they're right. Now... would be a good time to leave if you don't hear something ugly. Twenty twenty two is not a year of restoration. It's not. It's a year of doing more. We're going to take, we're going to deliberately go after ladies, 
to fill up the generation house. We're not just going to wait on whoever shows up. We're going to actively go out and do it. We're not going to just... Can't do it. Can't do it. We've got to find people that need help because they don't know where we are sometimes. They don't know what... They don't know... Half the people in Menden don't know what's going on over there. Well, three-quarters of people, they have no idea it's even there. So what we're going to do is we're going to, in 2022, we are going to make a conscious effort to get things done. Generation House is going to expand. The food bank always does. Every year it's more, 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 more. And now that we've got Katie in, in there with Marvelly and Jessica, that Katie does that summer feeding program. And we don't, we don't take the government's food. We go and buy our own and make good, nutritious food because the stuff that they were giving away, I wouldn't give to a dog. It was awful. And, and so we do our own. What's that, what's, what's that cost? Money. Do we have it? Yeah, the food bank's in really good shape right now. Let's make sure they stay that way. Because they're getting things done. Those, I'm telling you, Jessica, Marvely, Katie, and everybody that helps. But those three are the leaders in the whole thing. And I'm telling you that you need to hang out with those people. If you want to know what a Christian's look like, look like, look at them. That's what Paul said, the Apostle Paul said. He said, if you don't know what to do, he said, just imitate me because I'm what a Christian looks like. That's what he was saying. If you don't know, just watch me. Do what I do. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? Paul didn't have a lot of friends. But But he had a job. And he ended up writing 14 books of the New Testament. 14! And he didn't do it. Let me see. How do I say this? He did it in love, but he did it hard. You know what I mean? That's why I think that that may be part of my... I love you, but I want to see you better, so I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Spiritually speaking, I'm not going to jump into your, your... your business, but <laughs> the COVID church, what we're living in right now, COVID church has to lighten up on what God says so they can get people in the seats. So money can flow because they're going broke. Missionaries starving. Uh, come on, because church shut down. Do y'all understand? Are y'all, does this offend you any more than it? I mean, this offended me. That the church folded like a cheap suit. When it should have been its best most shining moment. We missed the opportunity to do something great and we settled for less than mediocrity. We settled for bad. As a, as a nation, as a, as a Christian church in the United States of America, we lost. There was no 
glory to God in any of that. None. Why would... All right, here we go. This is it. Be ready to turn off the cameras and everybody run. In 2022, I will not stop preaching the Bible that what that clearly states certain things: abortion, sexual preference, gender, spanking your children, and a church attendance. I won't stop preaching on it. You know why? Because I'll get, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. Abortion. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I don't care what the government says about conception and, and, and the day that it's, it's, it's a fetus. It's never a fetus. It's always a God-appointed person. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It's murder. And I don't care if everybody in the building gets up and walks out the door. I'm not going to change my stance. My body, my choice. That works right up until the point where you say, I'm not getting a vaccine. Oh, no, you got to get that. My body, my choice. We're here to speak for the children that have been murdered that have no voice. And, and the world looks at us like we're a bunch of kooks. Does anybody else get offended by the fact that our nation is killing children and we're sitting there just letting it go? Now, I wouldn't get an abortion, but you can if you want to. That's the same thing as getting one. All right. All right, all right, here we go. Sexual preference. There's, there's multiple scriptures in there about homosexuality. Multiple. I can probably quote off eight right now. I mean, it's just, they're just all through the Bible. But the bottom line to it is this. Anything that God created has the ability within itself to reproduce. If it's not if it has no power to reproduce, it's not God. It's not. It's wrong. The the state of the, uh, the United States of America, state of Louisiana, whatever case it is, says that it's okay. But you know why? Because there's a way that seems right. But we know where that path ends. We know where that path ends. You cannot willfully live in sin. It's a direct violation of the Word of God and go to heaven. It's not possible. It is just not possible. If you live a lifestyle, willfully live a lifestyle that's contrary to the Word of God, you're going to bust hell wide open. I don't care how many, I don't care what church, watered down church you go to, you're going to bust hell wide open. You don't get to heaven by church attendance. You don't get to heaven by by, by, by being a good person. You get to heaven by making Jesus the Lord of your life and you put that garbage behind you and move forward. You can't represent the king if you're acting like a queen. 
I just came up there. All right, all right, that kind of fell out of my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Genesis 1, verse 2. Get it for me. Marbley. Gender. Here we go. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. That's pretty cut and dry to me. If you don't know what you are, just look down and you'll figure it out. <laughs> and we've got idiot parents calling the babies babies because they're, well, we're going to let them determine what they No! God already made them what they are. It's up to them to live up to it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, now this three-year-old, right now he identifies as a female. Well, then whip his butt. It's just it's crazy to me. But it seems right. How, does, how in the world does that seem right? And the government's pushing it. Man, it, it, Hollywood's pushing it. I mean, every, yeah, everything. I'll never, ever, 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 ever. What's it called? LinkedIn? Is that, that that's the name of it? Yeah. You ought to hear commercials. And now the big deal is spanking your children. You can't, you can't physically put your hands on that child. You'll go to jail. I should be sentenced to life then, having Joel and Jordan. I'm telling you. But Joel said one day, I said, I spanked my kids. Joel said, no, Dad, you beat me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, spare the rod and you'll spoil the child. If God said that, I think I would go by his advice on raising children rather than a bunch of kooks. Why do we why am I up here talking about this? Why am I talking about this? Because that's why we preach. That's why Lisa preaches, Nathan preaches. I mean, just all that's what you're commanded to do. Why? Because they may think that it's right. And they're on the highway to hell, and they don't know. They just don't know. Well, it's legal. I was listening to somebody the other day, and uh, no, it was Paul Tropel. When Paul was here, he said, I said, are you a Christian? He said, well, I'm American. Some people just don't know. Hell's going to be full of people that just didn't have a clue. Well, you know, I thought it was right. It's our job. To help those people in love. You know, I, if you don't whip your child, the child's going to whip you. 
Hebrews 10.25. Here we go. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As is the manner of some. Here we go. But extorting one another. Exhorting one another. Not extorting. (laughs) And so much more as you see the day approaching. Do you see the day approaching? You better have your rear end in church. Why? Because that's what the Word of God says. Don't forsake it. This scripture right here, man... All of 2020, I mean, I was standing on this. I was standing on this. We're going to have church. We're going to have church. We're going to have church. I don't care if anybody shows up. We're going to have church. You know why? Because God said, I can't forsake this. i got to be here. I don't care if it's the black plague. I've got to be here because that is what God says about church. You can't have a corporate anointing. You can't have corporate prayer. You can't have any. You can't have. You can't have church on the couch. Come on. Can't do it. But in 2022, we're going to do more. For the first time in my life, I'm I'm going to support (laughs) church attendance. I'm going to. Drive that home because it was in me so hard. It was in me so hard. And I never I never want to judge a church by the number of people. I want to judge a church by what they do with what they've got. What they put into action. But there's a way that seems right that leads to destruction. And you know what? People are thinking that they're right because the government's telling them and they're buying it hook, line, and sinker. We've had people leave the church because they said, we just don't feel comfortable there without a, with a mask on. I said, well, I don't care. There's a mask mandate. There was, at the time, there was a mask mandate. Don't, don't worry about it. They were embarrassed. They, they don't go here no more. A couple of them. Why? Because my stance was so hard our stance was so hard that they couldn't live up to it. They, they ran in fear, and they're still running. And they're good people. They just think that what they're doing is right, and it's not. Every ministry, every ministry in this church is going to grow. Every single one of them. At PGI, at Paul Gray International Ministries, I'm building 10 churches this year. 10. You know why? Because that's what I'm made to do. God laid on my heart last time I was in Africa, and that's what I'm going to do. We're going to begin a new ministry called Base Camp that's going to be in the back back here where I train mission uh, uh, people to go on mission teams. And by the way, Wednesday night, If you want to go to Botswana, be here Wednesday night. Because I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you the plan. I'm going to give you some prices. I'm going to give you some dates. All those things that y'all have been asking me, I got the answer to them now. So you got to be there. You got to be there Wednesday to get it, to find out what's going on. Whew. Chris Lewis gave a word. And it was about church-wide fasting. And I listened to that man. 
And we're going to have some church-wide fast this year. Fasting is is the strongest discipline that you can get for revelation, for power, for authority, for whatever that you did is you need, that gets you there. Jesus said, this kind doesn't come out just by prayer. It comes out by prayer and fasting. It's a discipline. It's something that God's given to us to make us stronger, to make us better, and we don't like to do it because we can't pass that drive through at McDonald's. And sit 45 minutes for the best fries in the world. Everything else there is terrible. <laughs> oh, by the way, our concrete pad will be poured Tuesday at 11 o'clock. We'll have a new entry. Yes, thank God. Yeah, it seems like it. Let me tell you what happened. Jerry Lackey and I, were, I told him what God had shown me, and, and he was all excited about it. And, and he was in Houston. He was talking to Paul Osteen, which is Joel Osteen's older brother. He was, he's, a, he's a doctor. And he resigned his practice to do medical missions all over the world. And, and he worked for Lakewood Church, and that's what he does. And so Jerry and him were talking, and Jerry said, well, well Paul Craig's building, and told him about base camp. He said, is this guy serious? He said, yeah. He said, well, you just tell him this. When he gets it done, every missionary, every missions trip that Lakewood Church does will first go to Menden, Louisiana. So from a tent in Africa to three weeks later, we get support from the largest church in America. That's, you can't tell me that ain't God. You can't tell me it's not. I, I, I just don't believe it. God makes a way. We're going to do more preferring, more church-wide fasting. We're going to go when we, when we don't feel like it, and we're going to go when we do feel like it. Either way, we're going to go. We're, we're going to do church-wide events, whatever the case may be. I, I, don't, I don't know what that, that looks like right now, but I know that we're going to have to do more things together because we've got to get more unity because in the early church, what brought salvation? Unity did. They, threw, they, they sold everything they had and threw it at the apostles' feet and they all they were in they were of one mind, they were of one body, and three thousand people were being added. Boom, 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 boom. Why? It wasn't because of the word they were preaching, it was because of that corporate anointing, and when people are on the same page, they're going the same direction, everything, that's when God makes a way that works even better. That's why you don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Because God wants to do something to a ch- through a church just as much as he wants to do something just through you. We've got to realize that the church is an important, it's, it's a tool. It's, it, it, it's a tool for foreign missions. It's a tool for, for here. It, we, we've got things that we need to be, get done and we can't do it unless we do more. 
There's a lot of churches that are gone now that were here in 2020. They're gone. They went broke. They're done. Why? Fear. Simple fear. Fear is one of the most powerful things the devil has. That is his, his, one of his tools. We're living in the woke world. Which I hate that term. It's like we've been sleeping for the last 2,000 years or something. You know? Woke. Woke. What does woke mean? Woke means having absolutely no sense whatsoever in your mind. That's what the woke generation is. And you know what? They're ruling it. They're owning it. They say, yeah, that's me. That's me. What are we supposed to do with that? We're supposed to tell them that there's a way that you may think that's right, but I'm going to show you that it's not. It just is not that way anymore. It's never been that way. We're going to do something to change that. We're going to do more. We're going to do better. We're going to continue on in what we're doing, but we're going to do more. The church should be in direct opposition of all that woke garbage, every bit of it. But you know what? It is easing into churches, and it's spreading like COVID. You cannot... I mean, I had some of the hottest, hottest topics... Simply because I want you to know that we ain't woke. But we are awake. And we see what's going on. We see the importance of the church leading the nation instead of the nation leading the church. We know that importance. And we've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to that. But it's not going to happen to just saying we've got to get back to that. We have to literally physically get back to where the church needs to be world evangelism should be number one number one number one number one i don't care what happens jesus can't come back until everybody has heard the word world evangelism is number one foreign missions Uh, everybody in america's heard it they hadn't they're just deaf I've been to people that have never heard about Jesus. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. When they hear it, it's like childlike faith. They get everything when they get saved. It's crazy. They don't know. They know who the devil is, but they don't know anything about Jesus. That's why they go to the witch doctors to get healed. Because... They want to appease the devil so he'll take this, the, the sickness off of him. But they don't know about Jesus. If you've ever, you just need to go with me a lot because I promise you, when you see it, you recognize true, pure Christianity at its own its most basic 
level. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's what we need to aspire to be, a pure Christianity. Totally based out of relationship, not based out of duty or, or what we're... Uh, relationship. Amen. Amen? So what we're going to do in 2022? More. More of what we're doing. Because we're not going to be that church that dies after 10, 20 years. We're not going to be that. We're, that's not going to be this church. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the Christian church at Menden.